0: Have I talked about this recently on this podcast? My podcast, Brad Nichols Podcast. Have I talked about it anywhere else? <laughs> the thing I do is that when I'm walking around, when I'm pacing, which is my favorite form of exercise, I do currently 30 minutes three times a day. So I do three sessions of 30 minutes every day. And it's, you know, in this incredible period where I I think up stuff, I I dream. And Sometimes I oftentimes I do podcasts in my head, I do episodes in my head, and sometimes when I go to record an episode and I go to say something, I can't remember if I've already said it and it was an episode in my head and my head is where it stayed or. If I actually did make that episode, okay, I you know because I do listen to these episodes back, um, a lot. But oftentimes I'll listen to older episodes. I won't listen to the newer stuff as much. I'll I'll, I'll usually listen to the latest episode one time after it's released. Uh, yeah, but then I I'll, I'll more often listen to episodes further back. So I don't know if I've no. I don't know if I've already said this recently or not. I don't think I have. I may have said it on my website, but again, I don't think I have. I could I might have. I might have, but I'm gonna say it now, alright? I think my son, Kim Garam, was definitely now, definitively, in my opinion, definitively put into La Serafam. As a marketing ploy. This was a disgusting. Dirty tactic they used. To get La You know. To make it this big thing. Oh controversy. Look at this girl that's coming in. In this group. This new group. From this big K-pop corporation. And she's a bully. She was a school bully. Rawr. And then there's news stories everywhere. There's controversy everywhere. And then two weeks in, they fire her. And there you go. The group goes on and they've got the name recognition. And, you know, that's what stays. The thing that stays is the name recognition. And because this fucking thing went all around the world. You know, it was even on like Korean, like the news, the national news, that, that kind of thing. And it it went all over the place. And that's the way you get a buzz. You know, you create controversy. You create something that's going to get talked about. And then you pull it back, you know. You pull it back or you get rid of the problem and then hope that, not really hope. You know that the, the name will still be there. The recognition will still be there. The fame will still be there. But people will generally forget why they fucking know it you know they hear the group they 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 hear the controversy because because of all this shit they they hear the controversy and then they they know the group and a percentage of them will go and they'll listen to the music and then a percentage of them will be into the music you know i believe now that it's very likely definitively likely in my opinion it's definitive that Hybe Corporation, those cunts, put my son, Kim Garam, in La to create the controversy, put her in there for two weeks knowing she would be kicked out. And I, I said this before that it was one of the possibilities, but. I really believe it now, and the reason why I really believe it is because you see the group without Kim Garam, and everything just seems a bit too perfect, everything's, you know, choreographed perfectly, and the songs, seems like they've had everything done for a long time, and the, the group does, I hate to admit it, because, you know, she's my son and I love her, but. The group Le Seraphim without Kim Garam is actually a better balanced group and they have a better, you know, the personalities match more and the voices match and just everything works out better without, I'm so, I, I hate to say it, my love, my love, my love, I hate to say it, I really do, my love, but I love you with a lot of my heart. But it's 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 a better group without Kim Garam, my son. My son. I love you, my son. But it is. Kim Garam is much fucking better than La Serapham. She's much fucking better than every single one of those members of La Seraphime. But as a group, it's better without her. It just is. It is. Okay, everything's, and fucking Hybe knew, they had to have known, alright, it is my opinion that Hybe Corporation did this on purpose, and they had to have known all of the information about Kim Garam and her bullying scandal before, because you're going to invest all this money into a new K-pop group one of your flagship girl groups, perhaps even yes your your absolute flagship girl group, along with new jeans, new jeans were there as well, but really the seraphi were you know the mature one that was gonna be the big big group, and then new jeans was like a fun thing you know for the for the kids, for the kids and for old men, <laughs> but yeah. They would have done their due gil- diligence. They would have done their due diligence. Fucking stupid saying. Due diligence, due diligence. They would have done the research. They would have they they would have known. And they they fucking did know. They had to have. Yeah. So, yeah, in my opinion, and my opinion is the only thing that fucking matters here or anywhere else and anywhere else. They did it on purpose and hype corporation will forever be an enemy of me an enemy of my church they will be an enemy of the church of brad forever absolutely disgusting people a disgusting thing a disgusting a disgusting company fuck them fuck them fuck them fuck them fuck them <laughs> yeah I've been on so many incredible adventures on this planet, I really have, and one of them that I would like to do again, that I'd like to repeat, is I would like to take the boat, the slow boat, the ferry, from Busan in South Korea to Fukuoka in Japan, Hakata is uh, is the port that it's called a part of Fukuoka there, and I just, I would love to do it again, and I am going to do it again, but maybe I'll do it from Fukuoka to, to Busan instead, but I could do Busan to, to Fukuoka to Hekata as well, it was a really fun thing, it's fun man, I was 21 years old, and I love the way I got to Japan, you know, I love the way I got to so many different countries, because when, you, when you're going on a long journey around the world, like I did, three years, you know, over three years I spent living and traveling around the world on this continuous adventure. And when you do that, like, you go to countries for the first time in very unique ways. Like, I, I wouldn't have thought, perhaps, perhaps, when I was much younger, you know, when I was a child, you know, when I was a boy, that I would arrive in Japan on a fucking boat on an overnight ferry from South Korea. Through the night, through the fucking night. And I'd wake up to the the island of Kyushu coming into view. A beautiful blue hour. You know? I, ah, oh, fuck man. I'd look, if you're young, or if you're any age, do this. Fucking go on a long adventure around the world. Go on a great adventure around the world. Like, slow travel where you spend, like, several months in each country. Like, where you spend several months in countries. And just do it that way. It's... I love the way I travel now, where it's, like, these strategic missions that i go on for the special mission of visiting every country in the world where i go and i I get a bunch of countries done in a much shorter period of time but i do love like long slow deliberate travel you know i really do and then a lot of the a lot of the, the you know the way and i had i had a rough idea at very various times of what country would be next and in some instances, I, I did plan everything, but I also allowed, you know, freedom in the plans and that feeling of like not really knowing what the next country is going to be. It's fucking magical. And it's one of the best decisions I've made in all of my life was to go on that free year mega journey around the world and to travel in that way it really did make me who I am and it's like one of those things like no matter what happens now you know I don't want to fucking die I talk about all the time you know I don't want to fucking die at all but if something did fucking happen to me then I've seen the world man and I've seen the world in a fucking insane way you know and I have all of that fucking... It's in my... It's in my fucking... Yeah. It's in my soul. It's as deep as you can fucking go. It's embedded in my heart. It is my heart. It's in my fucking neurons. Neurons. <laughs> neurons. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Go on a great adventure like that, you know. At least once do it once for me i like going on multiple i'm going to be doing these adventures forever in different ways you know my travel is very much a continuum it is a you know what i'm doing now the special mission visiting every country in the world is a continuation of you know all the travel i've done and a big part of that travel was the three-year mega journey What a fucking great thing, seriously. Yeah. And one of these, you know, fun adventures within within these great journeys was the was the ferry to Japan. That overnight ferry. And I do want to take it again. I still have the ticket on my wall and I'm looking at it right now. Hakata Busan open I mean, maybe I could just walk up (laughs) when I'm in Japan, when I'm in Fukuoka. I could just use this ticket, this open ticket I have here on my wall to go back to South Korea on the fucking boat. Does it say anywhere on here if there's a fucking limit? Like, is there a time limit to it? Uh, We'll see, we'll see. But I think that is the move. The move is to go back, to go in the opposite direction, to go Fukuoka, Hakata to Busan. Yeah. I slept in a room with a bunch of Japanese men. I think they were all men. There could have been some women in there. And there was baseball on. There was a TV in the wall that had baseball, Japanese baseball playing. And I fell asleep. As I said goodbye, bye-bye for now to South Korea, I fell asleep on the floor. I had, you know, it was like a, a futon, had a futon, and all of the futons were like embedded in the walls, and there was like a wall uh, either side of me, so it was quite nice, it was quite nice. You had some privacy in there, and there was like maybe 15, 20 people. Something like that. Quite a quite a number of people and it was quite a large quite a large room. And there was a TV playing Japanese baseball and it was on, but it wasn't too loud. And I fell asleep as the boat rocked its way towards Kyushu. Towards Japan. It's one of my favourite chapters in Megara for your journey, my memoir. Uh it's, it's one of my favourite chapters. Where I t- when I talk about this about this um, part of the journey, this uh, this boat trip, this overnight ferry ride across the sea, yeah, some great writing. The whole fucking book is great writing. It really is. I'm one of the greatest writers there's ever been. I'm 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 the greatest artist there's ever been, and I'm the greatest writer there's ever been, and I'm the greatest podcaster there's ever been. Go tell your family, go tell your friends, go tell your ex-girlfriend who's being a cunt right now. Okay, you go tell them all. Go tell them all. Another country I got to by boat was uh, Indonesia from Singapore. I took the fast boat to Indonesia and that was a bumpy ride. (laughs) That was one that could have fucking sank. I think it was Christmas Day as well. It was around Christmas, and I fucking think it was Christmas Day. It was definitely around Christmas time, and the way I'm remembering it right now is that it was Christmas Day. And I went across with all these Indonesian people to Batam, the island of Batam, and I quickly learnt that the most disgusting people and the most disgusting thing really does exist. And I knew the reputation that Batam had before I went, but it's very different when you're actually there and you're in one of the fanciest hotels on the island and the door guy, the security slash door guy, the fucking bellhop comes over to you and he asks you if you like girls and you say yeah I like girls <laughs> and he says putting his hand you know to his waist do you like little girls <laughs> <laughs> and then then when you have like multiple people who are all in these kind of like similar positions like when I first got in the taxi it was a similar thing and. You know, other other taxi drivers that I was that I, that were there when I was smoking. I was smoking cigarettes, and I was getting cigarettes off them, and they were talking. Just kept talking about the little fucking girls, you know, and all this child rape shit. And obviously, that's the business for them. That's how they make money. Foreigners go there, and they hire child prostitutes. And they give them money, lots of money for it. And yeah, just horrific. Horrific abuse, man. And it's very much out in the open. Like it's a secret. It's a fucking secret. They're not screaming it. But there's there's not much care that's taken to, you know, do any vetting or any like, hey, is this guy is this guy a pedophile? Should we try and find out? You know No, it's just like very matter of fact. You're a foreigner, you're a westerner, you're a white guy. You must be here for the to fuck the little children, right? And then just very direct. Do you like girls? Yeah, I like girls. Do you like little girls? <laughs> and this is in the lobby of like the fanciest hotel. The fanciest hotel on the one of the fanciest hotels. Maybe the fanciest hotel. It was the fanciest hotel, I think, yeah, on the island. And it's just everywhere, it's everywhere. And of course I did not fuck any children, do I even need to say that? (laughs) Alright, let's continue the getting to new places by boat stories. This is apparently what this episode has become, this is what it's going to be, this is going to be the getting to new places by boat, that's the episode. Hong Kong to Macau. I got to Macau by boat, by fast boat from Hong Kong. (laughs) Why did I say it that way? From Hong Kong. This was with my ex-girlfriend, my Taiwanese ex-girlfriend. Hello to you if you're listening. Yeah, we went to Macau together, one of the places. We went to a lot of places together. And one of the places I went... uh, and she came along with is uh, Macau. We went to Macau, and this woman, this ex girlfriend of mine, we were having. I think it was like yeah, we had we like, were having lunch. It was like a it was like a lunch. We were having lunch. Uh, a perfectly, fu- fu- we were having lunch, and she just decided to get upset. And it wasn't even something that was, you know anything to get upset at in that moment and she got upset and she decided that she didn't want to be around me anymore she didn't want to be with me in Macau and she said hey look I'm gonna go off by myself and I'm gonna go around and explore Macau by myself and we can meet back here like later on in a few hours (laughs) and then I got lost in Macau, because I thought, fuck yeah, what a great opportunity to explore Macau by myself without having this woman upset at me for for no real reason. Uh, yeah, so I went off. I walked the entire fucking length, it seemed, of Macau, um, and I didn't have any phone on me, no phone credit. I didn't have any money on me. I didn't have, I had cigarettes, that's what I had, I had my cigarettes, I probably, I did have my passport, I think, as well, yeah, maybe, Um. and yeah, I had cigarettes, and that's all I had, and I walked, I fucking walked across Macau, and I sat on a bench, I remember sitting on a bench, and I was making videos, I was recording footage. And then it, became, it came around time that, to meet back up. And then we were going to go back to the ferry and, and go back to Hong Kong. And I got lost. The way I had came suddenly changed. When going back that same way, something happened. They changed it. They changed the street designs in that short amount of time. And I went around all these fucking weird leaf-shaped, plant-shaped ca- casinos. I went around the fucking plant-shaped casino and around all those weird fucking casinos. And I kept trying to break through and, and get back onto the onto the street I knew led back to the place we were supposed to meet. And it was just over and over and over again... And it just didn't work over and over and over again. And I was thinking about going to the police. I was thinking about going to the police and I was was thinking about saying, hey, you need to go arrest this Taiwanese woman waiting outside this restaurant for me because she is a fucking, yeah. But I did find my way eventually. Eventually they, they changed the streets back. Uh, the 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 Chinese the the PRC the people in control of Macau the Macau people changed it back and I got back to the restaurant and yeah met her there and she had just gone around <laughs> that area you know within like one mile of 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 the thing while while I had gone all the way across Macau yeah and then we went back to. Hong Kong, and we were still arguing because that's one of the things we did best. Better than anyone. We argued better than anyone. Yeah. But, make it, it was fun. Like, it was fun. It's fun getting lost in strange places. And it's fun having a girlfriend who is temperamentally, uh, has some issues, has huge fucking issues. That's fun as well. And getting to new places by a boat, by boats, is fun. And I recommend that, I really do. This is the thing with telling travel stories, is that I always, later on, think, fuck, why didn't I say that thing, or that thing? Like, there's always things that, you know, you don't mention, and that come up later, and you're like, fuck, well, that's obviously what, that's what I should have said. And I have the need, like, especially with things that, are from my own life and that are factual to get it like everything out there you know and one of the things that I could have mentioned should have mentioned is that when I went by boat into Indonesia into Batam they fucking tried to kick me out straight away they tried to send me to Singapore but I didn't let them I fought them and I won I was in the back room, and there was this guy, this fucking dickhead, who was acting, trying to act all tough, and I wasn't intimidated, but he fucking slammed my passport and ticket on the table and said, you go back to Singapore, and I took my passport and ticket, I left the room, and I went and sat down with like a younger guy, there was a few younger guys around. And I started talking to him, just casually, like I fucking owned the back room of this Batam immigration fucking checkpoint, which I did, which I do. And yeah, I just started talking to him, and then eventually, after five minutes, like a few minutes of talking to him, I got that young guy to convince the older guy who was trying to play tough, you know, trying to be this dickhead, to reverse his decision and to just stop being a dickhead and yeah the the that's what happened and i and i got in it was probably it was more about a bribe they were probably wanting a bribe but i wasn't gonna fucking go that way you know and i had already paid the visa fee at the window and then when when they said like okay yeah you you can go in they do, they tried to direct they tried to direct me to the window again. I said no. You're not directing me to the window. I direct you inside my asshole because you are my shit. You are my little shits coming out. All right, and yeah, I got in. I got in. But yeah, they tried to. And then I remember texting my girlfriend later the same girlfriend, the, the Taiwanese ex-girlfriend <laughs> and I, There was a spelling mistake when I said bribe I meant bribe but when I ro- wrote, when I text when I wrote fucking bribe down it might have water corrected or I might have just put the D in there and it came out bride so I said they were looking for a bride <laughs> and she texted back like what like, seriously worried. Like, they wanted a bride? They wanted to make you their bride? Yeah. No, bribe. Yeah, they were probably looking for a bribe. But this is the thing with travel stories. Like, there's always something. There's... Not always, but a lot of times there's always something. Where I listen back to episodes. And, and I think, like, fuck! Why didn't I say that? I should have said that. And there's probably more. There's probably more in this episode. And when I listen back later, I'll be like... I should have said that. That thing happened and I should have said it. Yeah. But I do love reminiscing. I do love the nostalgia. And I love, you know, creating new stories. Creating new travel stories as well. It's fun stuff. And you people are also fun stuff. You're all fun stuff to me. I do love you. Thank you for being a paying member of this podcast, Brad Nichols podcast. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for being my friend. And I'll see you in the next one.